Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. What's your confidence in? I love this scripture. They're like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. I don't know if you catch this picture. You've ever been rafting or something and you see those trees that just, they're, they're hanging on at the bank and you're like, how is that thing even functioning, right? But they've learned how to put their roots down somewhere where they can get into resources just like that, you know? And they've learned how to strengthen. There's this bark on the backside of the tree. It's kind of cool. It's called reaction. What it's learned how to lean and strengthen itself on the side where you would think it would tip over. People for generations in crazy conditions, and I'm looking at some of you tonight. I know your stories, the things that you've overcome. It's unbelievable what you've walked through. And to see the joy of the Lord on you and see you growing in your witness. I'm so proud of you. You've learned how to overcome incredible things. God is going to meet you this year. He's going to show you how to take another step of obedience and another step of obedience and another step learning to trust him because you're rooted into the right thing. Welcome to the PC Youth Pod. Sometimes as a Christian, we walk through difficulty and it isn't always easy when the heat gets turned up to follow the crowd. This week's message, we look at Daniel 3. Grab your Bible and something to write with as we get into this week's message. I love it when the Word of God comes alive. And uh, the cool thing about this story, it doesn't take much to be able to understand how crazy this one was. And these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, got themselves in kind of a mess. There was this crazy king. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And he had this awesome idea of building a golden statue. And then he thought, if I'm going to build a statue, I might as well have everybody worship it, right? It seems logical. You'd do that, right, Fia? I would do that. No, I hope not. <laughs> but this was, uh, this is, you know, how off his thinking was. But these three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who was close to one other guy. Anybody want to give it up? Daniel, that's right. So the four of them were tight, but in this story, it's about these three. I'm going to pick it up. Uh, let's see, where are we at? Verse 13, so go with me. So Nebuchadnezzar finds out that these three guys who are sold out to the Lord, they find, he finds out that they're not willing to worship his idol. Okay? And he has made it clear, if you do not worship this idol, you die. And they were like, it's done. Already decided? We're not worshiping. So he says he was furious with rage. Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zith, lyre, zither, we need to restore the zither to the youth ministry worship team, I think. Lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music. If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. It's a little hotter than Oregon's been over the last few months. Okay, It was thousands of degrees, all right? Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? This guy had a bit of a power problem. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, 
The God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Pretty straight. But when, but even if he does not, I love this statement, even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than the usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. See, even there, you know, I love how the Bible is uniquely detailed about the outfits that people were wearing. I don't know why that's interesting to me, but I think it is, okay? Um, The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked, Advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty, he said. Uh, He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached, uh, approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps' precepts, Prefects, excuse me, governors and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair on their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. One of the most powerful statements right there. No smell of even fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Amazing story. I remember as a kid, King Circle Assembly of God, Crevallis, Oregon, where I grew up. I remember being in a play where we depicted this. I did a lot of uh, kind of church musicals growing up, and I remember this story always being so important to me. I think there's some key things in here that I just want you guys to grab onto that are going to speak to you in the season that you're in, walking into a new year, coming out of a crazy couple years. You know, of things that some of us in our craziest, weird imaginations wouldn't have been thought that any of you would have had to go through with regards to COVID and all the weirdness that has has happened. But I want you to look at the beginning of the story. There's a couple things that happen, but the most important one at the beginning is there's this call to worship. There's going to be a call to worship in our lives. We have to decide which call to worship that we're going to respond to. There was one here to to jump when someone started demanding things and threatening things and said, when the zither goes off and the lyre and the harp and all this, you will bow down 
and you will worship this golden idol. For a lot of people in America, that would just be wealth. A lot of different things that people serve and worship other than God. And I want to encourage you tonight, what we worship, what we respond to with regards to worship will affect our life in a deep way. I hope you can agree with me tonight that it affected these three guys. And it affects us tonight just even learning about it. The fact that they had already made up in their hearts and in their minds, it didn't matter what the threat was. It didn't matter what the circumstance was. They were never going to bow down and worship anyone except for Jehovah Jireh. You know, it was a done deal in their heart. There's a lot of things in culture that will ask you to bow. And you have to make it up in your heart ahead of time. That it's in this setting, it's in this atmosphere, worshiping the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is where my knee bows. This is where my heart bows. This is where things get changed. This is where I get healed. This is where I get encouraged. This is where I get refreshed. Does it mean that there aren't moments to where we aren't encouraged in other ways? Of course not. But in terms of my condition, me understanding where life and breath and hope and purpose comes from, it's in his house. It's in his presence. I used to bow to the idol of opinion. Anybody else's opinion? Anybody with me? I cared too much about what other people thought of me. Maybe you felt some of that walking into school for the first time today. Maybe you felt, man, I don't know. I don't know what's changed. It's been a weird. I was thinking about this with some of you, just what the last couple years experience has been. And I want to encourage you tonight. Make it up in your heart who you bow to, who you honor. Not to opinion, not to impurity like it was for me but to learn to bow your knee only to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He deserved my full attention and all my loyalty. And I, would, I wish I could go back and say that, that that was happening in my life in that season, in the, in the season of the lives that I'm looking at right now. And that, that isn't really the case. There were parts of me that honored him. There were parts of me where my knee was bowed, but it was never my whole heart. And it cost me dearly. It cost me in my witness. It cost me in the level of peace that I walked in at Sprague High School and at Judson Middle School. I moved here in 1989, left all my friends in Corvallis that I'd grown up with my whole life. And it was like my whole world just got flipped. I remember those emotions, those feelings. It's funny how even at, in my mid-40s how I can remember what those moments were. They're real. You can feel insecurity come up. You can feel fear come up. What is going to be, what is, what's going to happen this year? What's going to happen this year is God's going to meet you in an awesome way. And he's going to bless you and he's going to walk you through every moment if you trust him. Amen? But it's a decision like they made to say, God, it's you and me. And we're going to get into some other details that are going to help along that way too. Three friends that connected in a story that really is beyond description. 
I was listening to uh, Ron Pratt came a couple weeks ago. I think it was was it last Sunday night, a couple Sunday nights ago, and uh, when he was preaching, he said something significant that just got in me. He's a missionary out of Alaska. He ministers to young people over there that are they're trying to win a battle against suicide in that area to where kids are taking their lives over there at a, at a rate that's higher than any place else in the world. You know, they're just feeling isolated. And he said, some of you in here are probably more talented than me. Some of you are probably more gifted and more anointed than me. I think the difference between what's going on in your life and what's going on in mine is just that maybe I'm just a little bit more obedient than you are. And I'm telling you, it just messed with me even as a pastor. Because God will meet you in these moments of, will I just be obedient to what he told me? Will, he, will I just agree with him and just step out in obedience this year? Will I trust him with the decisions I make? Because, I mean, your yeses are going to be big this year. What you say yes to is important, but even more so is what you say no to. What you say, I will not have my life around that. Scripture says this, let your yes be yes and your no be no. And those decisions have to get made ahead of time. There has to be a, a conviction inside you that you decide, Jesus, it's for you and you alone that I live and that I want to breathe. I love this scripture. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. What's your confidence in? I love this scripture. They're like trees planted along the riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. I don't know if you catch this picture. You've ever been rafting or something and you see those trees that just, they're, they're hanging on at the bank and you're like, how is that thing even functioning, right? But they've learned how to put their roots down somewhere where they can get into resources just like that. You know, and they've learned how to strengthen. There's this bark on the backside of the tree. It's kind of cool. It's called reaction. What it's learned how to lean and strengthen itself on the side where you would think it would tip over. People for generations in crazy conditions, and I'm looking at some of you tonight. I know your stories, the things that you've overcome. It's unbelievable what you've walked through and to see the joy of the Lord on you and see you growing in your witness. I'm so proud of you. You've learned how to overcome incredible things. God is going to meet you this year. He's going to show you how to take another step of obedience and another step of obedience and another step learning to trust him because you're rooted into the right things. But you have to have the courage, too, to take a look and go, this part of the root system may not be accurate. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. I think it's going to encourage you. So the first question I gave you is, what call to worship will you respond to? The second, whose respect do you want? Whose respect do you want? Whole world wants respect. Well, you just don't respect me. There's a famous song. Aubrey Gatsby. Anybody know it? Come on. Okay. Some of you like the throwback stuff. I'm not going to go into that right now. <laughs> Sixth graders want it when they walk into school. Come on. Same thing for a freshman. Seniors really want it. This is my last year. Don't mess with me. <laughs> These guys, 
They were facing this incredible challenge of walking into this furnace. And they weren't interested in the opinion of this king. They weren't interested in the opinion of anybody else. It was just a quick decision. No. Yes to this. Yes, I can worship him in the middle of this fire. And even if it takes my life, this is how I'm going down. Right here like this. Same thing people in Afghanistan are facing, in China, all over the world. People are giving their lives in numbers that we've never even seen before for the gospel. It will cost you at times, I will let you know. It will cost you to walk with him if you're doing it in a way to where you're, 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 you're taking steps of obedience and you're saying no to the right things and you're learning to say yes to the right things. Your, yo, your no, by the way, your yo, your no protects your yes. That was a big, like, you should write that down, all right? Your no protects your yes. Your no is even more powerful than your yes. It'll set it up. Thinking through these. God, I want to make sure that my heart is in alignment. That my honor and my respect is for you and for your word. That's why we started out with this. I wrote that whole monologue thing years ago because I was trying to teach my heart to honor this book on a different level. I love the word of God. My Bible is incredible as God's. I remember sitting down and I was in tears, if I remember right, writing that out going, there's no part of my life that ever backed that up. But seeing that come alive and I was wanting to help my young people at the time, this is probably 10, 15 years ago, to understand how important this was. As you walk this year, Keep this in your backpack. Keep this close. I know your phone can turn into it, but there's something about just having God's word and just remembering this is who I'm called to be. That I'm royal, I'm holy, I'm chosen, I'm set apart. First Peter 2.9. I'm his special possession. And he's going to show you how to walk that out this year. But you have to believe it. You believe it when you get in here and you go, you said that about me. That's awesome. Again, who do I want to line up with? Who do I want to honor this year? Who, whose respect do I want? I want the Holy Spirit to be able to see me and go, that's my kid. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of that decision. Will I do it all right? You and I both know I won't. None of us will. But there's a difference between, hey, God, I'm kind of making these decisions. Is this kind of okay with you? And I want to know, I'm calling my pastor, I'm calling my mom, and I'm saying, hey, does this honor is this an honoring decision? Hey, is this, there's a difference between the two. Would you agree? I'm kind of hiding things and hoping it, hoping it skates by as opposed to God. What is the highest level of accountability, the highest level of character I can go after right now? And some of you are going, Aaron, you are being ridiculous right now. That is crazy. You start setting your heart that way and you start letting your heart beat that way, you will not lose influence, you'll gain influence because I'm going to tell you there's going to be people that just come to you because they want to be around people of conviction. They want to be around people of purpose. Yeah, there's, it's possible that God may have you distance yourself from a few people if they're messing with your character, if they're messing with your testimony and they're not interested in pursuing the things of God. I didn't say you write them out of your life, but I want you to make a decision at the beginning of this, of this year who you're going to serve. Because what you walk into in this next season, it's going to be significant what you've decided. How will you, in this next season, respond to the heat? 
Because heat comes, would you agree? Furnaces come. All different kinds of shapes and forms. And I want you to be steady in those moments. Having your heart settled. Knowing who you serve. Knowing who you are. Being comfortable in the skin that God made for you. God, well, if I had my way, I'd change this and I'd change this. But God, thank you for what you're revealing and what you're, the way that you made me. God, thank you for the fact that I have one more day to praise you and honor you. Come on, sometimes you just have to go down the list. You'd be like, thank you for these shoes. I don't really even like them. They're not very comfortable right now. But I'm grateful. Thank you for this friend over here. I'm not even sure if they like me. <laughs> but God, I'm grateful. Sometimes you just got to generate gratitude in your heart. How will you respond to the heat? It takes confidence to make sure your convictions are lined up with the cross. We have to be careful what we're convicted about. Would you agree? Are you convicted about religion or are you convicted about relationship? Well, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. As opposed to, I'm convicted when I know I haven't, in the last two weeks, had one moment in, my, in the Word, spending any time just alone with Jesus. That I'm not going to just rely only on youth group and Sunday mornings and some scripture somebody sends my way as opposed to I'm learning how to meet with him on my own. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego walked into the heat together. Responded pretty well. Out of deep conviction, out of deep character, out of deep obedience. And I want to see you as you walk into this next season have some confidence that you're going to face things in the same way. Their nature was revealed in the heat. Heat will reveal things that are right in your nature and things that are off in your nature and in your character. How many would agree that you've had moments, testy moments in life that you thought, I cannot believe that I just said that. I cannot believe that I just did that. I cannot believe that I just sent that post. I should not have, I could not, I can't believe. Every one of us have those, these moments that we'd love to have back. But I'm going to tell you, you can learn how to get up close to the heart of God to where the Holy Spirit, because you're honoring him, he goes, mm, stop now. And you learn to start honoring that voice to where you don't live out of apologies, but you learn to live out of conviction and out of a sensitivity to his spirit. It's a wonderful place to live. I'm going to just, for some of you, you don't even know that that's possible yet. I'm going to tell you it's possible. It's possible for you to live up close to his heart to where when you walk in the fire, you're walking at peace. You're not freaked out because you just have a confidence that God's going to come through for you. And you know your character's going to stand up. I really want to cheat on this test. And you can feel the Holy Spirit going, why don't you just study? Whew. Come on, I know I'm not messing with anybody. I really want to tell this person what I think about him. Why don't you just pray for him? I really want to share this little bit of information about this person so that we can pray for them. 
Why don't you just not gossip? I really, I really, come on, fill in the blank. Every one of us has blind spots that we know God has made us aware of. The Holy Spirit has made you aware of. And it's, a, it's learning to be sensitive to his spirit to where when he reveals them, you don't have to get hit over the head with a two-by-four to respond. I don't want God to have to use other people to drag my stuff out in the light. I'd rather just bring it out on my own. Hey, God, I don't know if you know, but I got this issue. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I love you. And you're funny. And I'll fix it if you let me. He's so kind. He's so good. He's generous. He's not mean. He's not keeping a record of all your stuff. He's just saying, take my hand. Come on, let's go on a walk this year. Let's go on a walk. How are we going to handle the heat this year, family? Some of you, as you walk through this last year and a half, as you've seen the heat, there's been some things in all of us, of course, that have come to the surface. Come on, give them to the Lord tonight. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your paths straight. So how do I do this? What did we see in this story? You walk that way into the heat, you go on a walk with Jesus. That's what happened. Would you agree? Go on a walk with Christ into the, in the furnace. Learn how to get back to garden mentality. Take a walk with him. Slow things down. Ask his opinion. God, what in this situation will honor you? I have no idea what to do. Proverbs 4 and 5 says this. Seek wisdom even if it costs you everything you have. I only got five bucks. Go give somebody five bucks and ask for wisdom. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, go ask a teacher, somebody that you respect. Go ask a pastor. Go ask a parent. Text your mom. Mom, what do I have? What, what do you, Dad, what do you think? Somebody that you know knows your heart and you trust to speak into your life. Go get wisdom. Don't think that you have to know everything. I hope that that just breathes life into somebody in here right now. None of us have arrived, even the parents in the back of the room. Would you agree? None of us have arrived. None of us have a tap into all the wisdom. Go seek it, even if it costs you crazy, whatever it is. Even if you've got to get in your car, ask permission to go get in your car. Get in your car and drive across town. Get on the phone. Send an email, whatever it takes. I'm going to go find out how to handle this situation because it's over my head. Seek it. Seek wisdom. Trust him. How are we going to walk through the heat? 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Flee evil, pursue God, and do it with people that love God. I love that verse. Jesus will be enough for you this year if you're tapped into him. we got to learn how to run away from things that are going to steal life. But don't just run away. you got to run too. you got to learn how to run into Christ's arms. Because how many times are you running away from one thing and you run into something worse? Come on, nobody in here has ever been in a rebound relationship. There was a hole in my heart over here. Somebody hurt me. So I'm going to run straight from this because i got to fill the void. As opposed to God, you're the one who heals my heart. 
We've got to learn how to get up close to Him. Will your courage build courage in others? I love this. And who will you walk with in the heat? Who will you walk with in the heat? Christ first, would you agree? Christ first. Jesus, I want to be up close to you. But he's called us, this is the reason we're here tonight, by the way, to not just partner with him, but to partner with each other. Did you know that? Look at your neighbor and Ray, say, you, that's you. Come on. What kind of an encouragement are you going to be to the person next to you? When they come to you with something, are you going to have some wisdom because you've been in God's presence? Are you going to be full of more foolishness than they are? I'm just speaking straight. Are you guys listening? Don't miss this. Who are you going to walk with in the heat? Who's your with? Sixth graders, you need a with. Would you agree? God is the number one with. But you have a family here. You have people that are going to cheer you on. We're going to hold you up. Anything you need right here. Family, am I right? Anything that these guys need, we're going to be here. We're going to pray for you. Anything. Come on. Give it up for them. They're amazing. God put those three people together with divine order. He's put people in divine order in your life. Right now, I want your heart to get full. For those of you who know it is, it's like, I know who God's given me. For some of you right now, you're going... Aaron, that is lovely thought. I can't think of a single person. He's bringing them. In faith, I want you to receive it in faith right now. He's bringing people to get up close to you. Come on. Who are you? Are you going to be ready? Are you going to be a safe person to get close to? Come on. Because we're allowing God to work in us, then we're safe for him to bring other people up close. I need other people. Sometimes he adjusts my width, though. Does he ever adjust your width, Cam? You know what I'm saying? Somebody in one season, and he adjusts, and he's like, now it's this. Be sensitive to it. Make sure you're putting people around you that love Jesus more than you do. Not a whole bunch of people that are going to pull you down spiritually. Okay, they're not interested in getting up close to the Lord. And understanding your courage will build others' courage. Do you see what happens at the end of this worship team? If you're here, please come up. At the end of this story, not only do these guys come out and they have the testimony that not, they didn't even have the smell of smoke on them, but do you see the crazy testimony of the transformation that happens in Nebuchadnezzar because of the way that they were willing to walk it out? Come on, stay focused. You've got to be able to overcome distractions. It's okay. Because they were willing to walk through that in incredible faith, they affected a pretty massive leader. Your faith, you have no idea what your faith can affect. There are people that are in your school right now that have no idea how your faith is going to affect them this year because you're going to learn how to walk close to the Lord and be sensitive when he says, Hey, Mark, I want you to pray for that person. Hey, Riach, I want you to pray for that person. Hey, Tiffany, I want you to pray for that person. I want you to encourage that person today. Come on, get your eyes up off the situation. I know you're freaking out about that test you haven't studied for. I have somebody I want you to love on today. 
Somebody I want you to encourage. Come on. You are called to affect change and to bring blessing and to bring light into the school that you walk into. I'm not looking at a room full of passive people. I'm looking at people that have the power of God inside them. Amen? Come on, let's stand to our feet right now. I want you to get some fresh stubbornness inside you as you start this year. Godly stubbornness. See, I know I'm going to walk through some heat. Who am I going to walk through it with? Jesus, I know I'm walking with you. You promised to be there, but it's my choice whether I take your hand. Some of you need to open your eyes and say, God, who, who, are, you, who are you calling close? I need people around me. I want to be connected to the family. Who's God calling you to reach out to? I just want to encourage you, close your eyes. I got a couple scriptures I just want to read over you right now. I think they're going to just start to build your spirit. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Come on, people may have left you, but he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Are you seeing a thing? Do everything out of love. 1 Corinthians 16.13 Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you, and I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. I want you to just get this picture. God holding you up. His strength, His power. It's available to you. He loves you. He's committed to you. He says, just take my hand. For God has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. Power. That's yours. Love. That's yours. These are your inheritance. Sound mind. You're going to walk through some fire, but I'm telling you, God is going to be with you. This is going to be a blessed year. Come on. In faith, I just want you to receive that right now. God, you're going with me. Come on, you just start to talk to him. You're going with me. You're going ahead of me. I trust you, God. I know that you love me. To stay caught up with everything happening, check us out at peopleschurch.com as well as on Instagram at PCYouthSalem. Salem.